to go from the slowest to the most profitable because you're able to design a menu that is appealing and that maximizes profit and that gets new customers in the door. I just think that's just so cool for our for our area and for the restaurateurs and for the wait staff that, you know, usually are like having to scrape by that month. I have a letter from a, a waiter saying, um, because of September, I was able to do a down payment on the house for my girlfriend and I. This is one of my favorite episodes with my friend Brianna Beatty. It's really so long overdue. And I am so in awe of what she has built with two businesses. One is Flavor Palm Beach, which you will hear about how she started, grew, monetized, and just recently sold it. And the other is Palm Beach Moms. And this is like a local mom blog and community, and she works with local brands. So if you are somebody who, A, is an influencer, B, is a blogger, or C, creates any kind of content and any kind of niche, then you are going to get so much from this episode. She gives five ways, five very tangible, amazing tips, things that you could implement in your business right now, whether it's posting on social, whether it is sending stuff out to your email list, whether it's tweaking your business model just a little bit to be able to eventually sell your business. You're going to get so much value out of this interview with my local friend here in Palm Beach County, Brianna Beatty. Ever wonder how some people seem to get all the media coverage, but you don't? Go behind the scenes with a TV reporter, national on-air host, and news contributor who has interviewed celebrities, took you inside the Versace mansion, and even stood on a chair to interview basketball legend Alonzo Mourning. Get ready, because Become a Media Maven is the podcast where Christina Nicholson is sharing secrets from her years in front of the camera, in the editing booth, and now behind the podcast mic. Brianna, welcome to Become a Media Maven. Thank you for having me, Christina. This is so special. It's so long overdue as well. Aww. <laughs> so you do, you do a couple of things. I first met you through Palm Beach Moms, which I'll, I'll explain what it is. In my mind, the best way to explain it to people listening is it's like a blog for moms in the Palm Beach area that also comes with a Facebook group where moms can connect. But then you also have your Instagram where you're letting other moms know what's going on around the area. Yeah, I think that's a good description. We started as a text chain, actually. Um, And, you know, while I was nursing with a newborn, you're sitting there like, um, so does anyone else have this going on? And then our, everyone kept adding someone to the check text chain and it started, then it went to a closed Facebook group and then um, it grew from there into the a website and the social media just to kind of share a little, little bit more publicly. But that Facebook group remains closed and private so that moms can have that really like sacred space. But then the community has those other arms to support moms in those different ways. And how long have you had Palm Beach Moms? Since 2011. Okay, so 11 years now? Yep, 11 years. And you started to monetize it. Tell me how that happened. So it's interesting. It all, with both of my businesses, of these businesses, um, I kind of like waited until things, the fruit was ripe to pick it. 
you know, I mean, it started as the check text chain. Obviously there was no money there. Then the closed Facebook group, no money there. Um, and when I had the bandwidth personally, and when I felt like the space was looking for more, you know, people were looking to advertise and I didn't want to allow advertising in that, um, closed Facebook group where people were asking really private questions and looking for support. Um, you know, I said, okay, well now we're ready for the next arm. And it timed right because I was also potty training my um, youngest. So I kind of had a little more bandwidth in my life too. Um, and we created the website so we can do banner ads. We can do sponsored blog posts. We can do that sort of thing and offer things where we're being compensated for sharing um, things that are, are genuinely helpful. We're not going to share like something that doesn't fit with our market and something that we wouldn't personally use. So give me an example of how you monetize Palm Beach Moms. Um, so for example, there is a restaurant opening. It's a healthy restaurant. It's opening at the square, which used, which used to be Rosemary Square in downtown West Palm area. And um, we have an an advertising package with them. They are opening at the end of the month. I'm actually so excited. I went to their New York location. They're delicious and my kids love it. Um, so we're going to do, they're going to pay for a dedicated email to go to our subscribers saying, Hey, this is opening. My kids love it. This is what they get. Come check it out. Come meet us at the grand opening. They're doing all this fun stuff for kids too. I think they're going to do face painting. Um, we will also do a dedicated post of, um, the kids and I enjoying a meal there. Um, saying what we order, what we like, why we like it. So those are, they have three paid things. We're going to story about them. That's also paid. And they are going to it'll be a calendar event on our website. So they have four paid parts to their marketing space. And tell me how you are closing these clients. So basically the way you monetize it is like you are an influencer, but instead of it being Brianna Beatty, it's Palm Beach Moms and you are the engine behind that. I think that's maybe the difference between what a lot of people think is like influ how influencers monetize their channels. But how are you actually getting these clients? Are they coming to you because you have spent 11 years building this platform or are you approaching them? How does it work on your end? Um, well, fortunately at this point, I would say 95% of them, um, come to me, which is amazing. And of those, I'd say probably seven or eight out of 10 are like appropriate for our audience. Um, so I'm lucky to be at the point where we can, you know, pick and choose and really only go with what fits. The other percent, um, is something I would go after, like, for example, if Sweetgreen hadn't reached out to me, I probably would have gone after them, this restaurant that's opening. When I found out that they were coming down here, I probably would have reached out to them because I just think it's such a great family restaurant. Um, with True Food, I did some advertising with True Food. I reached out to them because I heard they were coming down. I'd had them in Texas and I was obsessed. So, but those are the exception. Um, the other advertisers that I will reach out to are... Um, out of area hospitality. Like if I know that I want to take the kids to go experience Highlands, North Carolina, I would say, okay, well, um, reach out to like our number one resort that we'd like to stay at and say, Hey, we're coming. And I would do that reach out. But in general, the local ones usually find their way to us first. Got it. And then when you reach out, 
Are you looking for their local marketing person? And then one, how do you find the person? And two, what do you say to them? So it depends. I, when I was pitching more brands at the beginning, I would search for, um, you know, modern Maven podcast press release. And then I would see who wrote the most recent press release. And then I would see if there was an email on that press release, for example. So I would try and find their press contact directly. Sometimes they're listed on the website. Like if you go to the Four Seasons website, sometimes their PR person's listed on there. Or you can look for the press release, the most recent one. Don't find one from like 2004 because that person is long gone. Mm-hmm. Um, and then otherwise, like I would reach out to them on social media because a lot of times people who are manning their, managing their social media have hands in either are or have hands in the marketing department so they can get you in contact with who you need to be in contact with. Perfect. And then, and then you just say, Hey, I'm coming. Do you want to do this trade or do you charge them? And I'm sure it differs for each one. Um, for the travel pieces, um, it, it depends. Um, if I'm, coming in and getting exactly what I want and, you know, just sort of snapping pictures while I go, then I don't need to be paid. But if they want me to stay an extra day and check out their gingerbread experience and interview the GM and do a meet the mom on the dot, then there, there is compensation for that. Um, but I just love traveling with my family and I love, I get so many messages after we post travel. I try and make it really easy. Like this is where you stay this is where you eat. This is what you do for fun. These are like travel tips to get there smoothly. And moms will be like, I was frozen. Like I didn't know how to travel with my family. Cause I didn't even know where to start. I just followed your little roadmap and we had such a great family vacation. I'm like, yes, that's it. That's what we're going for. And then the resort's happy, you know, cause they're seeing direct results like Westgate um, river ranch was thrilled because we laid it out how easy it was to do. And, um, and then they had moms take action and everyone has a great time. So I got off target there, but no, that's perfect. That's exactly, that's exactly what you need to do. Awesome. Let's switch gears and talk about flavor Palm beach. So flavor is something that you recently sold, which is wild and amazing. And I remember I've worked with you for like a couple of years on flavor. I've helped you promote it. We did a photo shoot. So fun. And I remember telling you, I'm like, Brianna, this is an insane amount of work. And you're like, oh yeah, I don't sleep for a few months. So (laughs) explain what flavor is to people. Again, how you started it, how you grew it and how you monetized it. And then we'll get into the acquisition. So flavor Palm beach. I didn't want to start it. I will be totally transparent. (laughs) I called everyone. I called the CVB. I called PR companies around town. I was like, you guys, they do this great thing in New York and California um, and in Miami and I love it. Whenever I travel for work, I try and time it. It's so great. It's a restaurant month for the area. And there were, and the culinary scene was different than too. It really was. We didn't have any top chefs in the area. We had like Ruth's Chris, which is great, but it's nothing exciting or cutting edge or, you know, really interesting. It's just reliable. Um, so people were like, Oh, that's so nice of you to call. Have a good day. Click me, me, me. So I was like, okay, well, I'm only working like 50 hours a week at this point. So let's see what I can do in my lunch break. And I, I, I have a degree in hospitality. I have such a deep appreciation for the people who will give me a great weekend at a hotel or the people who will serve me a dinner that I don't have to shop for or cook or clean up or meal plan or whatever. Um, 
So I was like, okay, well, we'll just do this to support the area. And I'll, I'm going to make it happen. I'm going to muscle it into happening. And the first year, I think we had 17 restaurants and um, it was magic. The restaurants were so genuinely excited and diners were coming together and having meaningful meals together um, in a time that was historically slow in Palm Beach County, like open table. It was by far open table reported as like the slowest month. Um, and then by the time before I sold it, um, Three Forks and Capitol Grill were saying it was their most profitable month of the year to go from the slowest to the most profitable because you're able to design a menu that is appealing and that maximizes profit and that gets new customers in the door. I just think that's just so cool for our, for our area and for the restaurateurs and for the wait staff that, you know, usually are like having to scrape by that month. I have a letter from a, a waiter saying, um, because of September, I was able to do a down payment on the house for my girlfriend and I, and I, I still actually, it's in front of me on my desk right here. Um, I just think that being able to make a difference in the economy in our area um, with the little guys, like really touched my heart and kept me going, even though I didn't sleep for several months at a time. Um, I, it's, it's just really special. And for people who don't know what flavor is, you would approach different restaurants around the County and you would say, Hey, for September, put together an amazing menu and people will come in and they will order from this amazing menu for this set amount. So you're getting a deal. You get to try new restaurants and really it, it sounds like obviously it was amazing for these restaurants because you would publicize, Hey, here are all the restaurants participating and people who live here will just take that September to almost act as a tourist and go try all the food at these different restaurants. Now tell me what it was like when you would, would it be very much like you did with Palm beach moms? Like you would approach the restaurant and you would be like, Hey, it's this much money to participate. You need to do this part. And then I will do all the promotions and get people in the door. Definitely. But okay. with restaurants, they're all so busy and they're working so hard. And they're all, um, you know, disconnected from the whole because they're just so busy keeping their restaurants alive. Restaurants are a hard business. So it was calling, emailing, following up, visiting in person, then going in for dinner the next week. Um, and sales isn't my thing, but I just believed in flavor so much. And I had the numbers. I knew that this could really make a difference for them. Um, so it made it easier for me to keep pestering them. And then typically once a restaurant participated, they were participating from then on. Um, I took it really serious. I took, I had a really big um, like obligation on my heart to do the right thing with this money that they would give me. I would call it my marketing fund. I was like, okay, what goes the furthest for this? And I really like Google analytics really led me. I was like, what, because you make reservations on the website. So I was like, what is driving people to this website? How am I getting people here to make reservations? Is it from Palm Beach Post? Is it from Google search? Is it from my social media? Like what, where do I need to spend money? And Google analytics doesn't lie, tells you where to, where your customers are coming from. And I've always refocused down on, on that. So what, what did you find was the biggest traffic getter? Um, it shifted every year. It was interesting. Um, it started out heavy with Palm Beach Post and palmbeachpost.com. Um, 
or it started out heavy with palmbeachpost.com. And then it started more with searches and people would search for Palm Beach restaurant month, week. And I owned like 70 domains connected with it. (laughs) You were going to find me. Um, And, um, you know, and as it would shift, then it would become, then it was more Facebook because we're talking, you know, 15 years ago. And then it was, you know, shifting to more Instagram. So I really started shifting away from the heavier spend at Palm Beach Post and going more towards the social media ads. I used to do a big buy with Palm Beach Illustrated because at the beginning that seemed important, but then for my type of business, maybe for a dentist, it's year, that's year round, that's a better fit. But for such a short-term event, like I feel like most of those glossies, while they're beautiful, they sit on a doctor's table or on your coffee table and you might flip through them a couple months later. Well, that's too late for us. Um, so I really needed to focus on media that was, wasn't, I didn't care about evergreen. I wanted present now. That makes sense. Okay. So then when did you start flavor? Was is flavor older than Palm beach moms? Yep. <clears throat> I started flavor in 2008. Okay. Oh, wow. And then yeah. you just sold it, which I found out from your father-in-law. I saw him out and about (laughs) and he told me, oh yeah, she just sold it. So like explain that. So interestingly enough, um, I was approached by the CVB a couple years, you know, I'd called them before I started saying, you guys should do this. And they were like, yeah, that's cute. Um, And then probably five years into it, six years into it, they called me and we're like, okay, we're interested now. We want to buy it, but they wouldn't pay a decent number. So I was like, that's okay. I love doing it. And I feel like I'm doing a good job. So I don't, I'm not, I wasn't looking to sell it. So thanks anyways. And I kind of thought that I would do this until I died because I just care so deeply about it. But, um, it started to get to a point where my busy season was over the summer and I have three young kids and it was hard to, you know, be getting up early and running to, you know, channel five and doing news interviews and picking up deliveries and doing all my busy work front loaded into the summer when I really wanted to be spending those summers with my kids. Um, and that started to weigh on my heart and Carrie Posse, who I used, she used to do PR for a restaurant. And so, um, she connected and said, you know, I, I, I really love what you're doing. Can I help you? Can I support you? And then the next year, you know, can I help you? Can I support you? What else can I be doing? And, uh, I was like, well, actually it's kind of been on my heart that I maybe would take on a partner or whatever. She's like, I'll buy it. And oh man, I had this uh, most upset stomach. I was like, I feel like I'm abandoning my restaurants. This doesn't feel right. I don't know. Well, I made the right decision. It's going great this year. I mean, at the kickoff party, she was wearing a dress made out of all the business cards of the flavor restaurants. Like her heart is so committed to this. She is loving it. The restaurants are happy. Um, so it definitely went to the right new mama because she is like, has her arms around it and is really working hard. And she's, um, yeah, she's doing all the right stuff. So it's hard. So it was like my first little baby, but, um, yeah, she's doing a great job. And the, the acquisition, I wasn't really like searching that hard. It just, just kind of happened. Um, and then I had a, a business attorney, um, who I've done other transactions and contractual work with, um, handled the sale and it was just sort of a non, 
issue. I had a big Dropbox file with my timelines and my contacts and everything. And I gave that to her and then I walked her through it and I told her I'm here for you. So if you need support or have questions or whatever it is, and I've helped her out minimally through this year, much less than I thought I was going to. Um, and my restaurants helped her out and supported her and gave her advice. And yeah, it, it like really was a natural merger. That's amazing. So what advice do you have for people if they want to start, grow and monetize a blog slash community slash whatever you would call flavor in one word. And obviously the end goal, I feel like whether or not, you know, it, if you start a business, the end goal is to always sell it, but people don't realize that because they're not thinking that far ahead. They're just doing what they enjoy doing and they're making money, but eventually your goals are going to change. Your life is going to change. Maybe you're going to want to try something different. And instead of just quitting, you want to get, you know, that extra income from selling that profitable thing you started and grew. So for people, there's a book that I read called Built to Sell. I had the author on the podcast and it's amazing. He explains how to build a business to sell it. But 99% of the book is how to build a successful business because that's what people want to want to want to learn about. So what would you say to people listening who maybe they have a side hustle with a blog or they're like, this is, I, I love blogging, writing, working with people in this niche or working with people locally. What advice would you give to them to start, grow, monetize, and eventually sell a business like Flavor, like Palm Beach Moms? So sort of two parts there. The, the magic of being able to sell both of mine was that it wasn't me that I was selling. Like Flavor Palm Beach was Flavor Palm Beach. Palm Beach Moms isn't Brianna Beatty. It's really about the Palm Beach mom. Like I talk about, I have three little girls and I cover topics for little boys too. And I really try and make it just about supporting parenting in Palm Beach and not about me. I think it would be harder to sell something if it was Brianna Beatty and what I'm wearing and what I'm doing. And if it was my personality, that was like the magic mix. Um, so if selling is on your radar, then I would find a way to shift your content and your focus off of yourself and more, um, more universal if that was possible um, and everything's possible. So that would be my first bit of advice. My second bit of advice would be um, to not force something like to listen to the market and your audience. And I like in every newsletter that I send out, I ask at the bottom, like, um, you know, is there something we could be doing better to serve this market? And people read that and they write back. Like, they'll be like, you know, you didn't cover Rosh Hashanah. And I'm like, you're right. You're right. What would you like to see for that? Like, how can I connect better with that and make sure that you feel supported and have the information um, that you're looking for? So I think asking your audience what they're looking for um, really helps you get ideas on maybe a direction to go to. Um, and then something that's so simple and so easy, I learned at a blogging conference a couple years ago um, with Heather McMeekin actually. And it was, I have that Facebook group of Palm Beach Moms, that's the closed Facebook group that is not monetized. But in order to join the group, you have to tell me, you have to like verify that you're actually a mom in the area and you're not a creeper. And you have to give your email address. And so that email address indirectly is part of the value of my business because my e-newsletter, I mean, the group has over 10,000 women in it now. 
So, you know, I don't have that many emails because I didn't start asking for the emails until I went to that conference, but I, but my email list is over 10,000, but from different sources. Um, also another great way to grow your, um, your email list is have a pop-up on your website. Mine says, let's be mom friends. And you enter your email because when I was selling my business and I was looking online and researching, um, emails can be as valuable as like one to $5 each on your email list. Um, that's huge. So if you're adding, you know, $25 to your business each day, week, whatever, I mean, that, that adds up in addition to everything else you're doing. Um, two other quick things that I just wanted to throw out there that I wish I'd known sooner about adding value to my business for page clicks. The more page clicks you have, the more, the higher up your page appears in search engines. And so I was using Linktree or something like that as my Instagram landing page. So if you go to my bio on Instagram, you used to click on a link, you know, Linktree um, website and it would have all my recent links. Well, I was giving them clicks, you know, cause I would say link in bio to this cool event or whatever it is. And moms would go and they'd click on the Linktree website. So that wasn't a click on my website. That was a click on someone else's website. So instead of wasting that, I put that back on my site. So I just have my own, a page that's not on my menu bar that has all my recent links. Um, also I put my media kit and my advertising rates as hidden pages on my website. So if you say, Hey, I want to advertise with you one, it's easy. Cause I can just send you a web link and say, well, these are our options, but two, that's another click on my website. Why am I going to send you a PDF? That's so 2009 one. And then two, that's another click that I'm missing. And those clicks also translate into value, um, for your business. So, you know, don't sell yourself short, you know, even if, you think you don't have that much value. Well, you do because you've got this audience and you've got this much traffic to your site. And, you know, if you're driving that in all the ways, then it, it's going to get, it's going to get traction. And if you're listening to your audience and answering their, their cues, you're going to get momentum and grow in that right direction. I love that, that, um, I think we all used to use Linktree. I did the same thing. Like my link in bio, if you click on it, it goes to a page on my website where I created my own little link tree on my website. And it's not hard to do. That's very easy. And I have my media kit also on my website. It's so much, in my opinion, it's so much easier to put it on your website. It's so much easy to access. It's easier to update. And yeah, you, you get those, you get those link clicks. And I, uh, your first point about taking your personality out of the business, I have seen people do this specifically in business coaching. My first business coach used to be Suzanne Evans coaching. And a couple of years later, she changed it to driven where she was trying to take herself out. And I noticed this and I thought, I wonder if this is a play, you know, to, to sell in the future. She's, she's building a team. It's not just her. And it makes perfect sense because it's, if you sell a business and the business is you, you're going to have to still be connected to it some way, shape or form, or you're going to have to, you know, like license yourself, which could get dangerous depending on who you're selling it to. Cause that's your reputation. So I think that's a genius idea. And you, you listed five great tips there. One, take your personally personality out of it Two, listen to the market. And it's, it's not just listening, but it's asking them, ask them in emails, ask them on social media, three, grow your email list, which we all know that this is important, but I like how you specifically mentioned 
each email is worth money, one to $5 an email, because it is hard to build an email list and it's very time consuming. Number four, don't give away your page clicks. Do what you can to get people to click on your website, create your own link tree. And then number five, put your media kit on your website. Something else that I do is I have a bio on my website. So if people ask for, and this is for two reasons, one, to get people to click on, click on my site, but also two, if you're always typing the same thing over and over again, like a bio, like links to your social media, talking points, if you pitch podcasts, headshots. Yes, it's nice to keep that in a Google Doc, but create a page on your website where it's all there. So if people ask for something, you can just be like, here, click here. They go to your site, they get pixeled. If you ever run ads in the future, you know, you can follow them around the internet, but it's all there in one spot on your website. That's the name of the game. That's the name of the game, people. I love it. This has been amazing. Um, Anything else you want to add before we say goodbye? Um, My last tip would just be learn how to use your Google Analytics. Just learn how to use it. Figure out where your traffic's coming from. If there's a loop that you're not getting some from, figure out maybe abandon it or maybe you need to revamp it. Um, But And if there's topics, like I've got some posts that always drive a bunch of traffic. So those are my evergreen content that I, you know, refresh. So learn how to use Google analytics. It is free and it is amazing. How often do you pop in there and look at it? Um, I usually do that on Thursdays. Okay. So once a week. Once a week. Yep. I want to have my finger pulse. That is, that is my lifeline. And you just kind of use it as a guide. Like, okay, do more of this, do less of this. Mm-hmm. Or like, why isn't my Pinterest hitting? You know, do I need to put different pictures on Pinterest? Do I need different topics? What What's going on? Because Pinterest is a search engine and it is a huge driver of traffic to my site. Pinterest so. for me used to drive so much more traffic, but I feel like in the last few months, it's been like a total dud. Have you experienced that? I have not, but I feel like. Because, <laughs> <Good> for you. <laughs> uh, but, but I will say that people have been searching for, a lot of people have been moving to Palm Beach, right? So they're searching for. Palm Beach school guides, Palm Beach schools, Palm Beach playgrounds, um, Boca Raton, you know, schools, whatever it is. So I've got that on my side. So I won't have that, but for right now I'm enjoying it. I love it. Awesome. Thanks, Brianna. This has been amazing. So super helpful for anybody who wants to start, grow, monetize, and sell a website. Thank you for having me. I appreciate you. If you want to know more, check out the show notes. You can always find those at becomeamediamaven.com. And I also link to Flavor Palm Beach and Palm Beach Moms in the show notes for this episode so you can connect with Brianna. And I really appreciate you being here listening. Again, I know you could be anywhere listening to anything, but you are spending your day with me. I appreciate it. And if you haven't already, I would love for you to tap that subscribe button and leave me a positive rating or a review if you are liking what you are hearing. Share this podcast with your business friend, with your blogging bestie. I would love to reach more people. And unfortunately, Apple doesn't make it like super easy for us to find podcasts. So if you can leave me a rating or review, tell your friends about the podcast. I would be extremely grateful. 
I'm always looking for great guests. I want to cover what you want to hear. So let me know. Find me on social media. I am at Christina all day. You can also shoot me an email. Again, if you just go to becomeamediamaven.com, all of my contact information is there. And I will see you next week on another episode of Become a Media Maven.